And welcome to the Sprint to Freedom Day 3. My name is Martin Williams. Thank you so much for tuning in and jumping into this challenge. And today, what I wanted to talk to you about is making your offer. So day one, we decided what it was that we were going to do uh, for our you know, our area, our industry, what, what field we were going to get into, uh, day two, uh, we wanted to start publishing. Okay. And now day three, we're going to start talking about our offer. So once you've decided what to do as a business, it's time to make your offer. Okay. Cause your offer is how you're going to exchange goods and services with your potential customers and clients. Your offer is a product or service that will help solve a problem that a client has. If your product or service doesn't solve a problem, you don't have a business, okay? There's a difference between a problem and an inconvenience. For instance, um, if you, you know, if you wanted to go out to eat, right, and, you know, get food from a restaurant and, you know, you made a decision to do that. That's a convenience, right? Uh, because with a convenience, you have options. Okay. You could have cooked at home, but you decided to go out to eat. Okay. So there's a difference between, you know, an inconvenience because, uh, let's say your favorite restaurant is closed, right? And now you got to come home and you got to cook. That's not really a problem. That's an inconvenience, right? A problem is something that alters your life, alters your peace, um, alters your ability to function. Okay. A flat tire is a problem. Okay. Uh, a health condition is a problem. And so, you know, problems in your marriage, um, it's, you know, that's a problem. That's a, you know, that's a problem because that's going to affect not only your relationship, but it's also going to affect other areas of your life. So a problem is something that a person will make an investment to get rid of. Okay. And there's all kinds of problems. Every industry has been created to solve a problem. So the first question you want to ask yourself is what problem have you solved for yourself or for others over the last two years? And the reason why I say over the last two years is because the marketplace is ever evolving and you want to make sure that whatever problem you're solving is not really a problem anymore. Okay. Uh a great example is web design. And, you know, there are still web designers out there who make very good livings, but they've had to evolve because there's so many builders now. There's so many web builders now. Uh, there's so much software out there that makes web building a lot easier than what it used to be. And so 10 years ago, the the problem was... I need to be able to build a website or I need a website built because I had no idea how to do it. Okay. Back in the day, the only way to build a website was 
you know, if you knew HTML or JavaScript or what have you, or CSS, right? That was the only way that you could build it. But now you got to, you know, you have a lot of, a lot more options to build, you know, websites and things. And so you've got to be able to, um, you got to be able to evolve, right? And you can't charge what those early web designers charge because it was a bigger problem. Now you got Squarespace, you got Wix, you got all these different things um, that can build a website and build it easier than you know they were built. You know, even you know, even ten years ago. Okay, so you got to make sure that the problem that you're solving is a current problem. Okay, the second thing you want to make sure of is that how many people have that problem or a similar problem. Uh, you may be solving a problem that not a lot of people have. Okay, a millionaire who needs to find a private jet is a problem. But how many people actually have that problem? You know, probably I would say less than a thousand, right? Uh, and you know, you can you can create a business that solves that problem a hundred percent. But if not a lot of people have that problem, it may be really difficult for you to find customers initially, especially if you're not known. Okay, if you're not someone who is uh, in that industry or well known in that industry. So, you know, you want to make sure that the problem that you have is some, the problem that you're solving rather is something that a lot of people have. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, you know, your target market is, you know, that basically makes up, uh, or is made up of the people that have the problem. Okay. So, uh, if you're targeting, uh, I'm going to use two examples. You know, let's say that you're an executive recruiter and you're launching out on your own. You've worked for companies, you've worked for, you know, multiple corporations, but now you want to open up your own corporation. And so if you're going out into the world as a recruiter, as an executive recruiter, uh, you should, or at least consider uh, marketing to entry-level applicants, marketing to people who are looking to get their first job or looking to get, you know, in, you know, their foot in the door into a corporation. Why? Because there are more entry-level people than executives, okay? And as someone who is building their business, uh, you, you know, you want to have the largest target market possible. It doesn't mean that you don't have people, executives that are, you know, looking to, you know, up their salary or looking to make a, a move uh, into the C-suite or what have you. But, you know, you want to look for the broader market. You want to market to the broader market first. Okay. Because there's, there's more fish in the sea. And right now, what you want to do is, is that you want to and we're going to deal with this in a few days, but you want to build social proof, right? So you want to build testimonials, okay? Any business that's starting out, reviews, testimonials is a big, big part of 
building up your, your game because that is what's going to attract even more people into your world, right? And then the second thing, because there's more fish, there's, there's more opportunities to, to make money. And, you know, there's more revenue with the broader um, market initially than the niche market. Now, once you've built your game up and once you've built your name up, then you can niche down and, and really hone in on the people that you want to work with. But, you know, you're think of it like a funnel, right? A funnel starts wide and then, you know, com- converges, right? To, to like a narrow sliver or a narrow segment, Okay, if you're already starting with a small segment and then you're funneling down, right, that you're going to have less and less people to work with. But if you start broad and funnel down, there'll be enough people at the end of that funnel to, you know, give you the income that you can, you know, make your next move and and take the next step in your business building journey. The second example I use is for a WordPress course creator, right? Or a website design creator, uh, course creator, I should say. You should target people who have very little to no experience building websites because the vast majority of people in the world don't know how to build a website. (laughs) It's really simple. They don't know how to build a website. So, you know, why not work with the broader market and take them from zero to one? And then, you know, if you want to consult with companies, you can absolutely do that. If you want to consult with intermediate, let's say you're an expert, but you want to consult with an intermediate user, then absolutely you can do that and you can charge what you want. But, you know, basically preaching to the masses right, is one of the smartest things you can do as any business owner. You want to talk to the average person and assume, and we'll talk about this in publishing, but you want to assume that that person has zero clue what you're talking about, zero clue what you do, zero clue um, of the terminology, but just, you know, taking them again from zero to one, taking them from a complete novice to, you know, a beginner who knows a few things, okay? That, to me, that's that's an effective marketing strategy, right? And then in the music world, when you think about somebody like a Rihanna or a Lady Gaga, you know, these, uh, and, uh, and those are just two examples, but, you know, you see examples in pretty much every genre of, you know, these singers who start, you know, they start seeing what they like, right? You know, Lady Gaga, you know, she was a rock. She did a lot of rock um, singing at first, and she did some other things too, but, you know, she was playing to very small crowds, uh, playing in clubs and things like that. Um, But, you know, she blew up singing pop music, right? And it's called pop for a reason because it's popular across... Um, ethnicities is popular across uh, different parts of the country, right? Pop music is big in New York. It's big in Chicago. It's big in Kansas. It's big in Texas. It's big in California. You know, you think of like a Taylor Swift, right? You know, her music when she first started singing was very niche, 
right? Very, you know, focused, you know, acoustic songs, you know, and, and that's how she really started building herself up. But she would not be selling out football stadiums with that type of music. It's just, let's just be honest, right? She's selling out football stadiums because of pop music, right? Her market is bigger because of the music that she sings, okay? Rihanna, same way she started singing reggae music when she first came out. But now she's, you know, a household name because, you know, she started singing more pop music, more mainstream music. So my point is, don't be afraid to go mainstream initially so you can um, eventually work with the people and do the things that you want to do. Go mainstream first and then niche down after that. Okay? So the last part is you want to solve a general problem to earn trust. Okay? There's this uh, phrase in the marketing field called no like, and trust, right? So when you publish, people get to know you. That's why we say, you know, 70% of your uh, marketing should be to solve like a minor problem or, or talk about the problem and you know, offer, you know, quick mini solutions, right? To a problem. Uh, so, you know, that publishing gets people to know you um, and, and you become someone who is familiar. Okay. Now you want to get to that next part, which is like, okay. And that's your personality. I can't really help you with your personality, but you know, just, I think the biggest thing I could tell anyone is just be yourself, you know, don't try to be something that you're not be, you know, the best version of yourself in your publishing and, you know, don't try to sound like something or someone don't try to talk like someone else. Don't try to be something that you're not because people figure that out really quickly. Um, if you talk like a corporate person, then talk how you talk, you know, because that will resonate with people, uh, being, being yourself will resonate with people. And then, um, you know, being yourself will make you likable to the right people, right? And you don't have to be likable to everybody. There's 4 billion people on the internet, but you only need about a thousand fans, right? That's been talked about many times. Uh, if you have a thousand people who will buy whatever you sell, who will listen to whatever you put out, that is enough for you to have a full-time income. So you don't have to be likable to everyone. Just be likable to the right people. And the way you've, the way that you become likable to the right people is to be yourself, right? And then your honesty and your ability to solve the problem earns trust, okay? So once you become known and, and people decide, hey, I like this guy or I like this this uh, this woman, then now your whole, you know, your whole goal is to show that you have the ability to solve the problem, okay? So, you, you know, you basically put yourself out there as an expert, as someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, and then, you know, you 
solve problems in real time. Okay. You use your, use your content to solve problems. And once you do that, and you know, we'll go into this in day four, uh, once you showed the ability to do that, you will earn trust. And then once you've earned trust, then people will invest in you. Okay. Uh, and you decide what you want to charge. But, you know, for most people, I think the sweet spot for your offer is probably like a $97 offer, right? You can go low if you want. Um, you can go higher if you want. But I think the sweet spot is 97 bucks because um, it's under 100 bucks. Most people have enough discretionary income uh, to part with 100 bucks. And especially if it's a problem that needs to be solved. Now, again, you know, that's why you want to make sure that you're talking to people with problems uh, and talking about the problem. You also want to make sure that your offer solves the problem because if it's a big enough problem, 97 bucks is not an, is not a big amount to part with, right? If $97 would save your marriage or if $97 would save your, um, save your business, right? Is that too much? For most people, it's not, right? Some people wouldn't spend it no matter what, but that's not really your customer, right? Your customer would look at that 97 bucks and say, that's nothing to save the thing that I need to save or fix the thing that I need to fix, right? If If you have a flat tire or a car problem, there's no amount of money, really. I mean, you know, as long as you can afford it, it becomes a priority because you need your car. You need your car to get to work. You need your car to get around. You need your car to just have freedom. You're not um, at the mercy of, you know, public transportation or Uber or whoever, right? So to sum up, you want to start creating your offer and you want to start doing that today, right? You want to find a big enough market for the problem. You want to identify the problem that you're solving. You want to find a big enough market for your offer You and start working on the actual offer. And then in day four, we're going to start talking about how to tailor, tailor your publishing towards your offer so by, by the time of this 30 days is over, people are going to be ready to buy. They're going to want to buy because you've effectively sold um, this offer. So uh, thank you so much for listening uh, to the Sprint to Freedom Day 3. Uh, you're going to have some materials attached to this audio. Uh, so definitely uh, you know, tap in really work on that offer and then see you back here for day four.